The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empower Radio presents The Miracle of Healing with Lisa Campion. Meet healers, learn different modalities, and hear empowering stories of people on their healing journey. The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Lisa Campion. Hey there, I'm Lisa Campion, and this is The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio, where conscious people come together to explore the world of healing and heal the planet, one person at a time. Sure have somebody, a guest with us today who is definitely healing the planet, many people at a time. I feel so fortunate that we have Paul Selig with us today. He has just released another one of his amazing channeled books. This one's called Alchemy. It's the book two in his Alchemy series, Beyond the Known um, trilogy that he's working on now. And if you don't know the work of Paul, I really uh, recommend that you you tune into his work. It's really amazing. And he's he's an incredible, um, extraordinary channel. Um, and he works with some, some spirit guides that he calls the guides. And in this book, they're offering, um, us a way to engage in the transformational process of moving beyond a limited interpretation of the self and sort of the attachment to our personality and moving on in this alchemical process that he's talking about into a place of like, it, it almost, instant manifestation and really operating at the level of our, our higher self. It's so important as we're standing at this crossroads in humanity that we are right now today. Um, and, it, and his work is so fascinating. And, you know, um, Paul has a, an incredible um, background as an educator um, at, and working at, at the university level. And his guides offer this, like the work is so beautifully written. Um, and their, their energy is so high vibration, so poignant, so full of wisdom and insight uh, for those of us that are feeling drawn to, to working with this energy. So thanks so much for being with us today, Paul. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about, um, about how this process works for you. I mean, I've read a bunch of your books and have had you mm-hmm. on my show before, so it's always such a huge pleasure mm-hmm. to have you here. But how does this... Um, this process of bringing this material onto the planet happened for you? Well, I mean, you know, I'm a conscious channel. I sit in a chair, I close my eyes, I do a little prayer protection, and then I will hear one phrase repeated um, incessantly again and again and again. It could be as simple as, you know, at this time you need to know. And until I say it, I'll just keep hearing it. And then 
you know, I'll then they'll they'll deliver the whole lecture. As soon as I begin to speak the words, everything else just pours out right on top of it. So that's the process. I'm aware of what's happening, but it's I like to say it's like as if I'm in the back seat of the car and I've mm-hmm. turned the wheel over and you know, you know, how I hear it's 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 clear audience, but it really is as if you're hearing a thought that's unplanned, unfamiliar, that blots out all other thoughts, you know, and that's what I honor and what I speak. So I'm a spoken channel. I actually don't write the books. The books are all spoken and then transcribed by a transcriptionist. And that, you know, unedited becomes, you know, the text that people know. Mm, wow, that's so amazing. And now, did did something happen? Did you have like a shift or awakening that took you out of your career, your university career and move you into this? No, I mean, I had an opening when I was 25, which predates mm. my academic career. I was a year out of graduate school. The channeling began or my clairaudience really started to kick in in my early 30s, um, unexpectedly. I was, you know, I was teaching college by then, but I'd studied a form of energy healing. And um, I found that if I had my hands on people, I could hear things for them that they would then verify. And then that evolved into the channeling and the dictation that I do. So I worked as an academic until about five years ago. I had that life and was doing this work somewhat quietly, you know, for the beginning. And then once the book started coming out, there was no way to pretend that I wasn't doing this work. And I just finally said, okay, I'll just do this full time. So that's only been five years. But the process of opening to channel, it was a process. It didn't just show up fully formed and suddenly I was speaking books into being. It, uh, I had to, to learn to work with it and to get comfortable with it and to begin to learn to trust it. Um, and, you know, I've been given a lot of information that at this point feels trustworthy, so I just continue to do it. Um, you know, I work as a psychic, t- well, I work as a psychic, and I have done since my whole, uh, I think I started when I was 19, it's been my whole life. And I- I'm so um, mm-hmm. interested in, like, the distinctions between psychic and channel, mm-hmm. um, and I'm wondering if you could yeah. talk a little bit about that. Well, I mean, I work psychically, too. Um the difference with psychic for me is that I'm, I'm able to interpret. So psychic, I'm accessing information, you know, physically or visually, or I'm hearing information, um, but I have to interpret. So if I tune into somebody by name, let's say usually work with a name, if I step into, say, your brother-in-law, and he starts making fists and pounding the table. I know that there's something on the table that he's angry about. So that's interpretation. When I'm channeling, I'm literally taking dictation. Right. That's it. It's not nearly as creative. It really is, you know, being a radio for something. And my job is to try to keep up with the information as it comes because I hear phrase, 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 and that's what I'm speaking without knowing where the whole sentence, paragraph, or book is going to go. I just have to trust that there's some kind of plan and that if I start to to veer off, the guides are going to bring me back, which they've gotten pretty good at, you know, keeping me on track for this. Mm. I've heard other people tell me, I've had other people tell me, you know, that channeling is more of a spiritual act as opposed to psychic. And I seem to work between the two. There's things I don't do a lot of. I don't do a lot of spiritual mediumship, which is, you know, talking to those on the other side. But I have a really easy time um, talking to people who still have bodies, even if they're not present. So 
a lot of my practice as a psychic is working with people on relationships. So people say, you know, call and they say, you know, I'm having problems with my boyfriend and I can step into the boyfriend and go back and forth and sort of be like the party line or the switchboard, you know, for a conversation that's brokered in a higher way. Well, that's um, so fascinating. And it must be so helpful to the people. Um, I actually, one of my friends did a session with you, had a session with you, and uh, he said it was mm-hmm. hysterical. He said, you are very funny and dead accurate. <laughs> and I, I oh, think that nice. the relationship was a bit doomed, but um, which he already knew, but that, um, but he really talked so fondly about your, the connection that, that, that it brought such mm-hmm. clarity um, to help him go through a really difficult time. So it's beautiful well, work. It's nice to hear. Thanks for telling me. I often don't know, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I forget <laughs> it at the end of it because that's how I can go on with my day. Right. But I hope people are helped by this. I don't know that I could do it if I thought that they weren't. Um, yeah. But the two skill sets, they're different skill sets, but they're complementary. I just think of myself as a radio. You know, and when I'm channeling, I'm playing the guides I work with. And when I'm reading for people, I'm tuning into their station and their their relationships. Just different, different broadcasts. Right. And do you know who, you must know who the guides are. You just talk to them about sort of the guides in, in yeah. capital letters. Do you know who they are? Well, I mean, they've given a name and the name they've given is Melchizedek. And I've had heard that name for a long time. And that's a, you know, that's a collective. I don't spend a lot of time on that. That's not where I hang out. And I almost wish I didn't have a name um, only because, you know, then it's harder to attach narrative and ego to it. You know, anybody can say they're channeling, I don't know, or hearing, you know, St. Germain or, you know, it's just, and the names become almost, how can I say this sort of icon, iconic, you know, for, for the representation of an energy and also a title. And the only reason they're called the guides is when my ex, many years ago, found out I could do this, used to say, ask the guides this, ask the guides that, because there was a, a captive psychic in the house. <laughs> but Melchizedek <laughs> is the name that I've been given, and that's the name occasionally in the books they will come out with. And they'll say, well, if you want to call us something, you may call us, you know, this. And, um, and that's mostly up till now where the conversation has gone. And it may just be my resistance. Um, they're teachers, so they're coming through to teach. They're not coming through so much, um, at least so far, you know, to talk about themselves. They do when asked um, right. and have, you know, publicly, but that's not been the focus of their work with me. Well, that makes sense to me that, you know, that, that explanation, because it seems to me in the in the books that I've read that there are really a lot about, and especially this most recent book, sort of helping us transcend our human ego and our attachment to kind of the egoic state and a name would be a part of that like ego state right exactly yeah yeah Mm. i agree so so tell us a little bit about this this second alchemy book and the the message that's Mm. coming through this time you know i just finished channeling the next book the the ninth book since i've been here on on maui for the last several months so i'm trying to remember what's in the last one, well, well, Alchemy, in a lot of ways, I think it's the hardest book that's come through me. I think it's a beautiful book. It's, I think it's my favorite, probably, at this point, if such a thing is possible. But they're really talking about the process of releasing what they call the attachment to the small self or the personality structure, which they say in some ways precludes our ability to fully realize ourselves in a higher way. 
And it's not that we don't have personality or shouldn't. They certainly don't knock it. They just say, you know, the problem is, is that we misidentify with that in the place of, of our innate divinity, the truth of who and what we are. So they're teaching the process of lifting to what they call the upper room, which is a higher level of, of awareness. They call it Christ mind sometimes. And, um, and the process of sort of releasing what stands in the way. They also talk in this book a lot about, you know, the idea of alchemy being the realization of spirit um, in matter and that how things can be transformed once they're returned to their original state. So they say the only problem humanity has is what they call the denial of the divine. And they say God is all things and everything and must be seen as such. And that re-knowing of substance of matter as source you know, from a higher perspective, from what they call the upper room, allows us the ability to really trans transpose our reality into what they say is a higher octave or a higher vibrational state. I, when I was reading it, it made me uh, feel like or wonder what, whether this is just part of the evolution of human of human history that we're in, part of this, mm -hmm. you know, shift of yeah. human consciousness that we're in, as we're sort of beginning to drop our identity, our identification with that small mm -hmm. self, with the personality, and yeah. taking on like a, more of a knowing of our higher self, of our soul self, or original self. It has all these, you know, different names, and that it seemed to me like they're offering um, a path a pathway. It's Almost to yeah. how people do that? Is that fair to say? I think that's very fair to say. I mean, you know, they say that we're in a process now of, of evolution, and this is part of, these are tools to support us through that process. I mean, God forbid that only the people that should read their books, you know, get to have a shift in consciousness. I mean, the guides say we're all going through it. Um, I think this makes it a bit easier because they're supporting us and aligning in a higher way so we don't get sort of knocked over by the waves of change that we're facing. And they've been talking about this for some time. It's funny, but much of what they're talking about and have been talking about for the last few years is making great, great sense right now. And um, And on one level, that's challenging because these aren't easy times, but on another level, it's deeply comforting because they're saying, you know, there's a way through this. It's all opportunity, finally, for humanity to know itself in a higher way. And how we attend to the changes that we're, faces will, that we're facing will sort of support us in a higher outcome if we, if we choose that. So I know that a lot of people experience um, pretty um, intense shifts in their states of consciousness just by attending your your. Um, you know, your events where you channel these books or by mm -hmm. reading the books. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think that part of what they're doing is is channeling energy yeah. that helps people on this ascension? Path? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the books are energetic transmissions, the guides say, that work directly on the reader. So they're not self-help books. Right. I mean, there really is, if I'm to understand what they're saying, a, a higher conversation that's happening. And in the very first book, which was called I Am the Word, which was dictated over you know, about 11, 10, 11 years ago now, it was 2009 was when that was happening. Um, they said, you know, this is a book that needs to be experienced more so than read. And they said the books operate on two levels, the words and the page, which provide an intellectual context 
for what's happening, but the real book is the energy that informs it. And so when the first book came out and there was no, nobody knew who I was at all. I wasn't even doing you know, public events at that point. I was still doing a group in my living room, which had been going on for maybe 18 years by then or something. Um, when the reviews started coming out, people were saying things like, oh, I'm reading this book and my body's vibrating. I'm reading this book and I'm seeing auras. And those reports have continued. So what happens in a live group is the guides are coming through and working with the group and the collective and teaching them how to work with the energy. And the same thing is true when I do, you know, online events, people are feeling it, having these experiences and, and when people are reading the books. So the books in some ways, I mean, the guides say they're working with the students of the books to support them in their learning and their growth. And I, at this point, I trust that. Yeah, sir. I certainly had that experience. So I, I've read a few. Um, this one I listened to on, um, on Audible, and, um, and I, mm-hmm. I, it was hard. Like I, I, I was, I was like, I can't listen to this book when I'm driving because I, I was like going into yeah, these altered yeah. states, and, you know, um, yeah. and I found that I had some really cool experiences, like, um, listening to it before bed, and then sort of, um, having it play while I was sleeping. And really yeah. had these super tripped out dreams and felt like I was, you know, you know, people were working on me while I was um, sleeping. It was a really, it was really intense and quite amazing, honestly. It, is, it can get intense. I agree. I tell people to take it slow with these things. You know, there are people that, you know, once they discover this work, want to read all, you know, whatever there are, eight and print now books over the course of a week. And <laughs> I don't recommend it. Mm-hmm. A lot of energy to try to integrate at one time. Right. But yeah, the books seem to do this. And, you know, it's been my experience with this work from the beginning is that the energy is very palpable. And that's been very important. That's why I did this work for many years was because I could feel it. And that made it very real to me. And it's always been important for me to do the work with others because then we're in a collective experience of feeling the vibration. Paul, do you feel like it's had an impact on you personally? It must do. Like it, if you're channeling all that um, energy through your, your, your being, how has it evolved or changed you over the time you've been doing it? I mean, I don't know that I can even speak to this. My friends talk about how much I've changed. My life has completely changed. I'm not living a life I expected to live at all. None of this was planned and, you know, on purpose, at least as far as I'm concerned. But, um, you know, I don't operate in fear in the ways that I used to. Um, I'm not offended. I don't claim to be special. I'm not a guru. I'm not even a spiritual teacher. You know, I'm really not interested in that. I'm happy to show up for this work as I am and be in the process of it. But it is life-altering. I think I'm not always the best students of the guide's work, you know, and partially it's because I'm channeling so much that I just don't want to hear it on my off time. You know, it's like, okay, I channel for two hours today. I just want to watch a stupid movie on TV. But that's just who I am. I get that. Yeah. I probably need a little bit of balance to, you know, bring in all that high level energy. You probably need quite a lot of just human, human moments to balance it all out. Mm Mm-hmm. And what, what do they have to say about this time, this sort of extraordinary time that we're living in right now? Well, I mean, I'm not going to channel now because I'm on my second cup of coffee, and I usually try right. to wait till three. But I'll sure, tell you sure. what they've said in the past. Yeah. 
They said in the very first book that humanity was at a time of reckoning, and a reckoning is a facing of oneself and all of one's creations, and that everything that's been created in fear or has its it's been so informed by fear that it's it's operating at that level of vibration is going to need to be altered and changed, which actually implies a level of deconstruction of the reality that we've known. And they've said this in books for the last 10 years, where this includes economic structures, political structures, you know, um, religious structures, all of these things that have become so heavily laden need to be renown in a higher way. And that it's a process and a positive one. It's just not necessarily going to be comfortable for us. And I do get that we all have free will and we get to choose, you know, individually and collectively. What I've heard from the guides is that collectively humanity has decided to move forward. And, you know, even though the individual will can say, not not now, not now, I don't want this, the collective is still going to move it forward. And I think that that's hopeful. It just doesn't mean it's going to be comfortable, you know, and we're right. used to our comfort. And that's yeah. not necessarily how change happens. Right. I don't think the deconstruction phase is very comfortable for us humans, you know, even no, though it's a super necessary yeah, it's horrible for us. Our, especially that ego, that egoic self. You know, the guides we're talking mm -hmm. about. It really, we really like our comfort zone. We really like the mm -hmm. known. You know, and if we're going to al be aligning with our higher self, it's sort of like a fast track out of the out of the comfort zone and into a growth. Yeah. A growth. Yeah, I agree, and that's very much what alchemy is about. It's about moving us through that. It's the most. When I was dictating that book, I was watching my life sort of fall apart every other week. It was pretty wow. amazing to go through and shocking and ultimately, I think, very useful for me. Mm -hmm. um, much has changed since that book came through. Mm -hmm. And I had to face a lot of stuff or I was faced with a lot of stuff I've been really not wanting to look at. And, yeah. you know, it was greatly valuable. Do I ever want to live through that again? Thank you. No, I don't. You know, right. that can be helped. It was not fun. And when this book, when the, when the book was being channeled, I thought, my God, this one might need a warning label on it because, you know, the changes are so direct. Um, and that was my experience. I don't necessarily think it's the experience of the reader. I was just surprised that the book coheres as well as it does. And it coheres really well. But, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't write the thing. So I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, I'm sitting there and hearing this stuff and um, that's the best that I can do. Wow. Well, I think all of 2020 should have come with a warning label on it, but I don't, I don't know. I agree. If we, yeah. we wouldn't have believed it. <laughs> if somebody uh -huh. had told us what was going to happen, we wouldn't have, I don't think any of us would have believed, believed anything that yes. possible. But I do think that, you know, there's some, like in hindsight, I think channeled information, it's like, so it's always so interesting in hindsight because we can, you know, read the the stuff that you've been channeling for all these many years and see how, how they were, you know, maybe the guides were prepping us for this time that we're in right now, yeah. preparing us for that. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what I hear, you know, and I've heard that from, from other psychics as well. The books were all written for this time. Yeah. You know, and the people are really finding the work in large numbers now, which is, you know, encouraging. It is encouraging. And your, I know your events um, have moved from uh, in-person events to more 
virtual events, which I'm, I think is really interesting in that it maybe offers an opportunity for even more people to get, you know, to get a seat at one of your events if you're doing it virtually. Yeah, no, it's, it's, we've had thousands come to, to some of the events online now. And um, yeah, I mean, it's exciting, you know, and we, we try to make some of them available for free so people can attend these on easy times for people. And, um, you know, I'm happy that the work is doing this. You know, my job doesn't change. I just, and I, you know, I would show up with the eight people coming or 200. It doesn't really make a difference to me. I did it in my living room for free for 18 years, you know? So, you know, this is just what I do. And um, the fact that people are attracted or being helped by the work is, is beneficial because it makes me want to continue to show up. And I, I know that you have a really rich library of of recordings, and you know, on your on, your, mm-hmm. on the membership yeah. site and your website. How mm-hmm. can people yeah. find your work? Well, my website is just my name. It's Paul Selig S E L I G dot com, and there's information on the subscription site there. But yeah, we do have a library of past teachings that are available. There's free stuff, um, and then there's you know something called a lab which also allows people to enroll automatically in my weekly sessions. I channel every week and um, almost every week and um, take questions, you know, and we, we provide, you know, recordings and transcripts of those sessions as well. And I do a lot of intensives now, um, five day things. There's one actually starting tomorrow uh, or whenever tomorrow is right from whenever this airs, it will have aired beginning November 12th, but we do these things. Um, you know, regularly now. That's awesome. Well, I really recommend that people, you know, um, tap into your work as as a way to help steer us and guide us through these challenging times. And I, I thank you mm-hmm. so much for being on the show with, with me today, all the way from Maui. Thank you so much, Paul. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. Thank you for having me and take good care. You too. And thank all of you guys for being with us today here on Empower Radio. Um, If you want to find out more about me, you can come to my website, lisacampion.com, and and come and visit. I'd love to see you. But thank you for tuning in to the show today um, on the Miracle at the Miracle of Healing, where we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Empower Radio. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.